Have you ever wanted to hear the story behind some of the most compelling hauntings in history? From Amityville to The Conjuring, the Grave Talks podcast takes you there. Three times a week, Tony Bruski, host of Grave Talks, talks to the people who experience shocking paranormal phenomena firsthand. He dives into how the experience affected those who survived it and how it made them who they are today. What really happened to the Perion family inside their haunted house? What was it like investigating side by side with Ed and Lorraine Warren as they stepped foot inside the infamous Amityville house? Hear supernatural stories that will not that you will not find anywhere else than the Grave Talks. Search the Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe. Then start binging away on the ghost stories no one ever thought would be told. That is Grave Talks. Search for wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of season three. If you've just joined, I am Robin of, Adi- of at a tired witch on Instagram, <laughs> and I am joined by the lovely Maria of Maria the Arcane on Instagram. Well, thank you. You're so <laughs> whippy. Even, I'm so whippy. Watch me say it again. It's honestly, I think it's, I burned it into my brain at this point that this but is just only on our coffee talk, just so people know. <laughs> Every time on our so coffee talks, whippy. Robin reads out whippy instead Every of whippy. Time. And it's it's been like five weeks in a row. It's embarrassing. It's so good. I promise I can read, guys, but barely. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm usually the one, you know, messing it up. So it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Is it a nice thing that I'm the illiterate yeah. one? Yeah. For yeah. you, I would do this. <laughs> i appreciate it oh my gosh i do want to mention before we get started with this episode that if you are listening to this on december 17th so let's see that is a week away from when this episode comes out just a little over We have another class set up on our Patreon in the library tier. If you are familiar with works such as Antique Anatomy, (laughs) the tarot deck, or Mm -hmm. Claire's new book, which is Seances, right? It's just called the Seances. The book of Seances. Mm -hmm. I was close. (laughs) And she also did the Memento Mori deck, which was yeah, 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 and a bunch of like add-ons to it. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you are familiar with this deck, it is an Oracle deck, and then she sold like extras that you can add on to the original deck making it a super deck (laughs) which is very cool (laughs) um she will be hosting a class with on our patreon um, mm-hmm. for library tier and up which will be on seances so it'll be seances 101 and as always if you would love to watch the class but you are unable to make it on december 17th you can still join library tier and up to watch it because we will post it a couple days after mm-hmm. the class so we yeah hope and, to see you there <laughs> yeah and claire really wants to answer your questions and stuff mm-hmm. like throughout the entire thing so she's so stoked yes yeah. 
so it's gonna be very good so yes highly recommend <laughs> very excited for this class not that we haven't been excited for the other ones they've also been great they've all been so they good. have been they've all been so good actually that being said if you are on the fence about it joining or you know whatever we've been keeping the classes up so you'll have a backlog of the other classes as well so mm-hmm. something to consider <laughs> If you just joined us every week, we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how you can utilize that in your magical practice. Now, that being said, um, the day that this episode comes out, the day before, will have been the last day of the full moon. Uh, so that means that the day that our next episode comes out so our last one for season three is actually the day of the new moon which is december 23rd um this will be the new moon in capricorn and in my personal opinion capricorn moons whether they are full or new are just like a really really good time to kind of take tally of your life um i know we kind of say this a lot when it comes to like virgos and capricorns for uh their moons but capricorns especially are really good at compartmentalizing things and getting it done i've Mm -hmm. never met a capricorn in my entire life that was not like the most like list oriented driven individuals i've ever met um that's why I have a lot of Capricorn friends, because I need them to ground me. <laughs> so in this particular new moon, it would be my recommendation with the new year coming up. Um, it would be my recommendation to utilize this time period to kind of take tally of the year that we've had and the mm-hmm. year that is to come. So perhaps we do some reflective journaling or shadow work that is centered around things that we're going to leave behind from the year that we've just experienced from 2022 and then do the the witchcraft portion of of setting intentions and goals that um are bigger for 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Maria in the past and I have talked about different like new year rituals that we've done. I know we have a bunch on the Patreon. Um, And although it's a little early, Um, on the eve of Christmas Eve (laughs) to perhaps do New Year rituals, I don't really see the harm. does go all the way until like New Year's, so I mean... That is true, that is true. And we are uh, in waxing at that time as well so we've got mm-hmm. growth that comes oh, with it hell so yes. though we although we don't have the new start that mm-hmm. maybe the new moon brings us um you still can pull in that same sort of growth and energy throughout that time so mm-hmm. i say utilize it for some hardcore intention setting for 2023 mm-hmm. yeah i agree with everything you said like yeah, i think capricorn's a great a great moon for like (laughs) saving money too Mm. like you know thinking about what you want to put away in the upcoming year um that's why during the dark moon also like it has a very scrooge type energy and being miserly (laughs) and like money to penny pinch and stuff like that but you know Mm. the new moon you can do it in a way more healthier way where you can be like well i'm saving towards this like how can i put money towards that and if you were going to do some longer spell work 
work. Perhaps mm-hmm. we're doing like um, a seven or 14 day candle type situation mm-hmm. where you are kind of doing that spell work every single day for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. This would be a really good time to do it. Exactly like Maria said, the Capricorn moon extends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a one and done day situation. And so this would be a really good time to plan out that spell work that maybe lasts all the way until the new year and you yeah. got something dramatic yeah i was talking to one of our discord members someone on the scrying mirror tier and i was like this time period is a great time to also set up a money altar because of the capricorn so like that slow sustainable growth that's what capricorns love so they love it they love structure they love growth they love stability and we love that for them So if you just started listening to us every episode, we talk about a specific tarot card in no particular order. We go over the universal meanings and then our own interpretations of them. So this week we're talking about the magician. I was surprised when I found out we haven't spoken about him upright, but we have reversed. Really? Yeah. I'm also surprised to hear that. Yeah. That feels very off brand for us, but here we are. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Here we are. So on this card, you will see our magician. His right hand with the wand is pointed towards the sky and his left hand and pointer finger are pointing towards the ground. He is wearing a red cover over his white outfit, complete with a white headband. And if I pronounce this wrong, please forgive me. I've only seen it written and not said out loud. But (laughs) the Aboros belt and infinity symbol above his head and in front of our magician, there's a table with everything our magician needs to bring need, that he needs to bring his man- manifestation to life, including a cup, a sword, a wand, a pentacle, and the ele- the elements are even etched onto the table itself. And all around our magician grows plants, including above his head. So the keywords of this card are creation, power, and action. I thought this card was perfect for kitchen witchery, which we will be doing. Mm-hmm. Which is our main segment. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's cooking. <laughs> but <laughs> whenever this card pops up in readings, it almost always is just reminding myself or the client of their power, whether it be magically or mundane. Usually it shows up when we're questioning if we have everything we need in order to create something or go after a goal. And the magician kind of lets us know that we do in fact have everything that we need in order to be successful. And it is time to bring our dreams, our intentions down to reality. I think it is also important to bring up the infinity symbol and the snake. It reminds us that, you know, the cycle of nature and of life, that even if this creation of yours doesn't work out, it will give birth and feed the next one um, and so on and so forth. So yes, move forward with it and put all of your power into it. It will benefit you no matter what. So what are your opinions, Robin, dear? Um, I only want to add one thing because I totally agree with you. The only thing I want to (laughs) add is that um, I know you touched lightly on the hands, right? Mm -hmm. Up and down, Mm -hmm. which is like generally interpreted as like the as as a symbol of the as above, so below. Mm -hmm. And in the magician card, 
the only thing I want to add with that is because of the addition of the as above, so below, it is that kind of union between the physical and the spiritual realm, um, the the living and the dead, the 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 beyond and the tangible and so when we talk about things like um the anything that you want being at your fingertips Mm -hmm. this is is in reference to both like our spiritual needs and our mundane needs and i like that i like that it it kind of you know captures all aspects as opposed to just the physical yeah no i <laughs> definitely agree yeah it lets you know that the universe is also on your side and is exactly. supporting you through it like your guides and stuff like that mm-hmm. and witches use your magic to help you with the mundane stuff in life that's what's kind of the magician's yeah. like hey you have the power magical yeah, power to both, help you manifest for both mundane and otherworldly things like yeah. you've got it all at your fingertips so it's really just about applying those tools that you've got so yeah i don't know i I really like that edition. I really like the as above, so below touch. So. I do too. <laughs> so I just wanted to touch on that briefly. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> so this episode, we thought it would be fun to talk about kitchen witchery. You know, we're all... Well, most of us are like baking a lot, cooking a lot, not eating out as much. And, you know, so we're in the kitchens more often and Mm -hmm. a great practical way to add um, magic to your everyday life is to involve it in your cooking. I mean, it's so simple. You already have all the ingredients. You might as well like and people always talk about wasting ingredients. You're not wasting it here. You're going to eat it. You're going to nourish your body. So, yep. Why not add some magic yes. to it? I first of all, I would like to say that I would by no means consider myself a witch in the kitchen. Um, I want to be. It's something mm-hmm. that is so fun and great. I'm just not very good at it. But I think that that brings um, a good element to this conversation because I know Maria is a, a wizard in the kitchen, um, and I I want to be, but I'm not. And so there is some. There's some practical elements that perhaps I can provide with this. <laughs> I am a good cook, but I am my strengths and magic typically don't lie in the kitchen. Um, so yeah, Maria, let's start off. How do you do your kitchen witchery? What does that look like for you? Okay, so as Robin said, <laughs> I use kitchen witchery like fair. She's a ki- she's a kitchen wizard. I, that was supposed to be done in the tune of Pinball Wizard, just for the record. <laughs> you know, especially around like this time of year, it is almost like it's one of my favorite ways to involve magic in a practical way, and like one thing I hear often is witches worry about like that witches worry about when it comes to kitchen witchery is that they feel like all the ingredients have to correspond with one another. Um, And while that is great, if they do, like if you can get a recipe to all match up correspondence wise, that's amazing. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But the real wizard, (laughs) right. (laughs) Um, If you can just 
like I personally like to concentrate on one or a few ingredients and add them in with intention and to consider my overall correspondence when it comes to the meal. Like if I'm making veggie soup, which is rich in vitamins and overall good for the body, it will correspond to health, obviously. Um, And in my personal opinion, your personal correspondences, no matter like no matter what, like no matter the ingredients that you're putting in, like if it's linked to memories, that's going to count more mm-hmm. so than the other mm-hmm. things. But, you know, just like with all correspondence work, we get them from, as I said, our personal memories, colors, history, and folklore, and even going off of how they look outside of the color, like, um, an onion it has layers so you're peeling back you know the layers of something um and does like your ingredient have seeds anything that contains seeds can help you grow something when it's connected to like the other correspondences like let's say something you are cutting up is green and has seeds it can help you with financial abundance um and i feel like kitchen witchery um can also involve prepping the ingredients like let's Mm -hmm. say you know like nothing that you are working with corresponds to um the intention that you want to invoke like um you can also like cut sigils and stuff like that into the Mm -hmm. hard veggies like potatoes and because potatoes are white so all purpose or you can do Mm, it in like i never thought of it like that yeah um but also with prepping the ingredients like let's say you're cutting an onion an onion you know it automatic well most people you start crying when you start cutting an onion so it's great for like emotional release spell work oh yeah i'm like i love these ideas thank you i'm so so i'm so bad at kitchen witchery because my problem is is i have a system (laughs) for my magic i have a system in place on how i do things and kitchen stuff is got a lot more ebb and flow Mm -hmm. than the control right that i can create I like at my altar space, or at least that I feel like I can create. <laughs> um, and so I struggle with adapting um, to the needs of being in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, the only kind of kitchen witchery that I have found useful is using sigil work in in it. I don't mean useful, useful to my ability. Um so it's it is using sigils in spells that are in the kitchen. So I use it a lot in pies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a lover of a pot pie. I love a good savory pie. Like we know that I'm vegan. I don't eat meat, but I love meat pies. So like the fake meat ones. Uh, if you guys are ever in Oakland, check out Butcher's Son. Thank me later. Um, <laughs> so I really like those kind of like savory dinner pies Mm -hmm. and um i will carve sigils into those because i always feel like it's the easiest time to incorporate magic in because it's right there Mm -hmm. um i like to put them at the bottom of the pie that way my husband's not like what is this (laughs) like don't worry about it eat your pie Um, I'm just imagining a pie coming out looking like all arcane, like there's a bunch of all over it. I really 
like getting decorative on tops of my pies. I know that you've seen them before. You know, like mm-hmm. my 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 lunar phase pies that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm about to break the what's it called? The third wall, the fourth wall, whatever the hell that's <laughs> called. Uh, for my husband who'll be listening to this, any time that you see a pie that I made that has like a really cute decorative top, there are huh. sigils underneath all of that. Um, because I like I'm in that mindset and that mood, and I like want to incorporate like my intention further with imagery, mm-hmm. and so I do that <laughs> um, with the images because when it comes to the actual ingredients, mm-hmm. I get way too in my head about it and. I feel like that detracts from like the intention that I'm trying to put out. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead I just do it with images in things like pies and stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, making pies and stuff is like a whole ritual. I mean, cooking, you know, is a whole ritual yes. and stuff like that, but pies and making bread and stuff like that. I don't know. There's just something uh, very special thing. magical that's what about I do. it. I make bread and I make pies back mm-hmm. when I was blogging a lot more often. We all know anytime <laughs> that a Sabbath came up, I, you know, my ass was giving you a bread recipe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that the, these are the things that I find the most successful and kind of taking the moment that like, let's say you're kneading dough or mm-hmm. you're rolling out pie crust mm-hmm. to really like repeat kind of an incantation in your mind while mm-hmm. you're doing it. That's how I find it most successful. The ingredient portion of it is kind of a non-factor for me. Yeah. I have two things I want to bring up. Feel like you totally like spark something. <laughs> did, I, did I inspire you? you? Well, you did. Oh my god! You know, a lot of kitchen witches think that they need a particular space to um, do like to cook and stuff like that. But I personally, I think when you um, cook on your counters and stuff like that, you're feeding into that thing that you're making your home, your sacred space. You yeah. know, your countertop becomes your altar. The food yep. becomes your ritual tools and stuff like that. Um, mm. So I really don't feel like you need a specific space. If you want to like kind of make it go a little bit over the top, you can, you know, light a candle with a corresponding color or have like yeah. a crystal nearby with a corresponding color. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else? Do you have, I, I do agree with the, the candle color as well. This is a really good time to um, invest in those dollar store votive candles and you just <laughs> keep them in your kitchen. You light them while you're doing stuff. It's not mm-hmm. an ongoing burning thing. It is a, I have this, it's in a safe vessel, so I don't have to worry about it dripping into my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using it for a short period of time, which means it's going to last forever. And you mm-hmm. just get a rainbow set and keep them under your sink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and another, like, I, I talked about like how um, memories and stuff like that can be linked to correspondences, but our emotions mm-hmm. can too. When, you know, someone makes something and they're like, oh, I want this to make somebody happy. And you keep thinking, oh, you know, happiness and stuff like that as you're making it. And, you know, you're feeding that energy into what you make. I really honestly believe people can, it will come across to people when you like, I'm making something. I don't know if you've seen it. You can taste the love in something. I love this movie, but it is terrible. Like, it's terrible. It's such a bad 90s movie, but so good. 
<laughs> but it's called Simply Irresistible and has Sarah Michelle Gellar in it. I don't know that one. And it's <laughs> it was like it's about a mag- a magical crab that comes in the oven and gives her Stop like it. cooking powers. I'm not Stop kidding. It. You're lying. I'm not kidding. You're it's- lying. I'm googling this. There's no way that's a real film. It is. What's it called? Simply Irresistible. Yeah, There's it's no about a magical way. crab that gives Sarah Michelle Gellar special magical powers that when everyone she cooks people feel what she is feeling and it's like very witchy and stuff like that and it reminds me a lot of kitchen witchery i told you real film what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) more importantly who plays the crab um got a lot of questions it got one out of five stars on rotten tomatoes 16 percent this is psychotic i think all witches have to watch it it's uh, i'm going to watch it now like a thousand percent i'm gonna watch this i need we should have a coffee talk about it as soon as you watch it fucking fever dream this maybe that's not gonna be our first dream there's legitimately a scene of season four because (laughs) this is psycho i love this i love that she really she really said you know i was on buffy I really put myself in a box, a Slayer box. I need to expand my range. I know. I'll do this magic crab movie. That's insane. I love that anecdote. It blows my mind that she went from cruel intentions to something like this. It's so good. Like, he was like, oh, I want to be in a movie that features a magical crab. I was thinking that I could be in this film. It does feature a magical crab, but it does give me superpowers. Look, I'm just saying that cancers everywhere right now who are listening to our podcast are buzzing and want to watch this movie. I am a cancer, and I'm concerned for your movie taste, but I am going to watch it. I am going to watch it. I said it it was terrible, but it's good. It's so good. Yeah, but I didn't expect it to be that terrible. I really didn't expect you just to have the words come out of your mouth it's a magical <laughs> crab you sound crazy right now i love it i just wish someone could animate that part of the pod with a magical crab <laughs> he's so great oh anyways crying laughing okay oh my <laughs> god to the next thing do you have a special memory when it comes to kitchen witchery um so yes and no no because most of my memories that come with kitchen witchery are involving me stressing out we've talked about this earlier <laughs> um but uh, Marie and I have a mutual friend named Trisha, and Trisha gave me this recipe, like it was a kitchen witchery recipe a few years ago, that was lavender lemon cookies. Oh, I remember and, those. Yeah. I remember those. Yeah. And I, her and I like drank wine and made cookies, and it was amazing. It was truly like a 10 out of 10, like witchy moment for me. It felt so good. Um, that sounds yeah. very practical magic. It, it was, except for instead of like cool <laughs> choreographed, like conga music, it was just us like getting louder and louder because we were drinking wine <laughs> and just getting progressively like louder and like laughing. Hey, that's what like, happened in the movie. Like witches though. Like we were full on cackling, like, like stereotypical <laughs> witches. 
and like we were talking shit about something i don't remember what but that that's, that's very on brand for us um yeah so the difference there though is like trish and i have been friends since we were 11 so there is an easy history there of getting drunk and cooking and just kind of screaming at each other <laughs> and it's good the cookies great. like the cookies um probably could have been better i don't feel like i did a great job on the cookies but you could like it was one of those situations where you could taste like the love and the intention in them mm-hmm. even though they weren't the best cookies do you know what i mean yeah no yeah. i totally get it yeah yeah what about you <laughs> Uh, so um mine actually involves my grandma so she would always i mentioned this at the beginning she always made a veggie soup um for me specifically and so much love went into it i would always go to her house when i wasn't feeling well or anything and she would take care of me and baby me and stuff like that and (laughs) and would give me as much soup as my body could stand like i would gorge myself (laughs) on the soup and i swear that it would fix everything like she'd be like do you want some soup like if i went through a breakup do you want some soup like you know if i was like really really sick and no matter what i always felt a little bit better after she made it she would never ever ever call herself a witch like she was a very no there would be no way but that veggie soup was definitely witchy and i still make it for my family today and i hope i know the veggie soup i know it because you've sent me the recipe before (laughs) so cute yeah but i love love it so whenever when i make it now i think of my grandma and i really do think it's a way to serve her spirit whenever when i make Mm. it so yeah so if you give somebody a book recommendation that is around kitchen witchery what what direction would you point them in any book by laurel woodward i think (laughs) that's her first name like she has wrote kitchen witchery and um the garden witch or garden Mm -hmm. witchery it might be garden witchery but kitchen witchery is loaded with correspondences like for Mm. any veggie flower or anything you can think of um like she goes into all the different types of flour like rice flour and like that's good if you're gluten-free too that's That's what i was gonna say like if you're gluten-free or have like intolerances she's got you like it covers it's it's just amazing because she even covers like the different types of milks and stuff in their correspondence meaning right i'm gonna have to get that book i don't have it that's amazing it's a great book like anyone's anyone who's ever like so i want to get involved in some kitchen witchery what book would you recommend i'm like that one that one (laughs) that one's the holy grail like she put her foot into that book like it's really good that's amazing yeah and the garden witchery is great like for like herbs and stuff like that mm-hmm. or even just like regular plants and you're like oh what i know that this isn't a garden one but like still, <laughs> it's still on involves some herb. food so mm-hmm. i highly yeah. recommend that one as well and there's also um oh my gosh i'm trying to think i think it might be a hearth witch or oh my gosh i feel so bad i should have written these down but definitely has hearth in the title and it's like con- condenium continuum of um herbs and 
um food or something Mm -hmm. i oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i'm murdering this i'm gonna let you say yours and then i'll come back to it (laughs) so go ahead well so like i said earlier where i don't really rely on the correspondences per se because it stresses me out um i would recommend really any basic book on sigilry uh temperance oh gosh what's her last name she did a big book on sigils uh uh i had this in my brain i don't hear you're talking about temperance oh it's called sigil witchery is the book sigil witchery is the book yeah it's laura tempest zakroff i was so close um but her book on sigil witchery i think first of all is really great if you're wanting to get into sigils of any kind um I, I just think it's a very good book, but simultaneously, uh, be, like utilizing that knowledge to then put the sigils into your food, I think is great. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a book that I actually was just talking to one of our Discord members <laughs> about that was, um, it's the Penguin House Big Book of Symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, and so utilizing the symbols then cut and put into the pies right mm-hmm. um, you can utilize that information as well so I it's a different approach to kitchen witchery because it's just what works for me mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I like it I don't know that's that's what I, oh, I like it too <laughs> <laughs> okay I have the book <laughs> the hearth witches compendium I probably said that wrong, but and it's by Anna Franklin, and it's magical and everyday living for, but it's really good. It's really good, and it covers like I recipes and it. stuff like that. And then she also has like a follow up companion book, which is just straight correspondences. Um, and, and that I'll one put is the name of all these books, you guys, in the caption, mm-hmm. so that way, if you are wanting to refer back to it, just check the caption; and it should be there. Yeah. And the next one is her kitchen herbal, and that's one that covers stuff. But I do find, though, if you're going to go with just one book, get Laura Woodward's book, because it covers so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I would say that, I mean, not to toot our own horns here, but Mm -hmm. I feel like we've covered a pretty good and balanced yeah. approach to kitchen wintry gives you options <laughs> we even give you a movie wreck <laughs> we even give you a great movie wreck and we are going to talk about that in a coffee talk in the future so get ready for it <laughs> i want robin to like watch it tonight i'm going to watch it i'm gonna watch it probably not tonight but i'm gonna watch it next week sometime and we'll touch back base on this <laughs> Because that sounds psycho. Like, <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, Robin, what is stirring your culture in this week? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> Um, I just got back from holiday. My best friend got married. She's going to be in the Coffee Talk episode that comes out next week. Um, yeah, I, I've i just been, like, doing a lot, and it's been really fun. I never take vacations, as Maria was just reprimanding me for. Um, <laughs> it's because I always feel like my Sagittarius moon ass is always like, peace, I will be back later. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I basically had like two and a half weeks of being gone and scattered and just being on the other side of the world, um, which was amazing. I was in Australia mm-hmm. and I always forget like how spiritual 
like the people are over there because mm-hmm. we were in the gold coast and there's like a lot of spirituality there and it's fun it's cool in fact we found vine runes painted on rocks and my godson was like what is this and i was like well that's definitely a vine rune i was like let's take pictures and we can figure it out when we get home mm-hmm. um that was really cool and fun and i don't know there's just like there's something about australia that has just like this real energy to it I think it's because of the people, just, they're all very chill (laughs) and just, like, laid back. In fact, I was approached at the wedding by somebody uh, who I'd met before, Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't recognize her because it had been, like, five years. Um, And she was like, oh, you know, I know you're doing, like, witchy stuff now. And I was like, what? I've been doing that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's on the internet now. And it was just cool. It was cool. I don't know, good vibes. And I was really happy to get to watch Ash get married. She was a beautiful Aww. bride. I saw some pictures. She looked, yeah, she looked very happy and pretty. Such a beautiful bride. She was so happy. Her husband is great. Um, it was great. It was really good. I was glad to be there. So You deserved it. You deserve a break. Even if I had to be on a plane for 14 hours with a toddler. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, actually. Like, the baby slept the entire way there. They threw up a few times, which wasn't very fun. Um, but they slept the whole way there. And then on the way back, they slept a good portion of it. And we're just good otherwise. So it was, it was fine. Aww. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. We had a good time. I know that, too, also... Uh, the coffee talk next week they make a few appearances in the background (laughs) (laughs) and it's fine it's adorable fine and if you have a problem with that just don't listen to that episode because that never ever happens so yeah it is what it is So, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, okay, as you all know, I'm very, 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 very pro, like, slowing down over, you know, winter. Like, it, yes. I think it's so important. But, 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 <laughs> the pull to just, like, go slide onto the couch, wrap myself up in blankets, and just watch movies and be under the Christmas lights, <laughs> like, for... That's all I'll do. Like, is very, very strong. <laughs> I still got work to do. I still have some things I need to do. I can't, you know, rest hard later. But I've literally have just been longing with it, longing for it, and I can feel my productivity, like, mm-hmm. crashing like nose diving but um it also doesn't help that you know we have it's another uh la nina year mm-hmm. um and so we've been it's been very cloudy and very rainy every single day to the point where i can't even take photos every day take videos every day because mm-hmm. it's too dark in my house and it i think that alone is like killing my creativity mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm like, well, what better thing to do than just to curl up on the couch and watch a movie? I mean, that sounds pretty. I could be doing other things and still being productive. And (laughs) but I think when my creativity crashes, I kind of crash where I just don't do anything. 
can't. <laughs> That's killing me. Because, you know, I'm already like, it's getting it's darker sooner, which is fine. Which is fine, because I could be productive during the day, during the daylight hours. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. But if it's dark all day to the point where my automatic lights that outside turn on when it gets <laughs> dusk, <laughs> turn on oh, every no. single day, like, I'm I'm effed, like, throughout the day. Yeah. Um, it's a little much. It's a little much. So that's why, like, if you follow me on social media, I haven't been posting too often. It's it's not for lack of wanting to. It's it because is, of the weather. This is her way of telling you. <laughs> I keep seeing all these people post, like, amazing, like, Yule Tide videos. I'm like, I don't have the light to do this. <laughs> that's <fine>. funny. Yeah. <laughs> If you're just joining us this week, every single week we talk about creators we are loving right now. This could be artists, photographers, small businesses, blogs, YouTubes, other podcasts, just whatever the heck we want. Um, these are organically found. These are not advertisements. So that being said, Maria, who are you digging this week? So I got sent Zodiac Tarot by Cecilia Latari and Ooh. Anna Chavez. And it, it, oh, by the way, the person like it's by USA, US Games. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, but it is such a beautiful deck. Like, I just love the whole color palette. Like, the color yeah. palette is so beautiful and so just the images beautiful. are gorgeous. You would love it because, like, I think it's judgment or something. It represents the angel in the biblical sense with the ton of eyeballs Ooh. and wings. <laughs> but I do love that. It is such a fun, colorful deck. And I don't like colorful decks and i actually really like this one i think it's like in my top 10 everyone decks take now. notes this is the first time maria in the history of her life has said colorful deck yes please <laughs> but the only downside to this deck and i do want to be clear about this is the um um the cardstock it's shit it, it's so bad yeah. like it's it's it, like it will be loved very fast but 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 i do think the images do make up for it and it'll just be okay. a very it will look like a very loved deck which i'm fine with because i know a lot of people are like oh no my tarot deck like it has some like rubbed edges and stuff but i love that it shows how much love and you know attention has you gone s- into the deck. deck yeah has gotten yeah i think it just makes it even better but I, I do that. want to be clear about that because I know that is a deal breaker for some people. And I don't know why they went with that cardstock when they went all out for, um, um, oh my gosh, the Fedor Pavlov deck. Um, mm-hmm. But I do wish the cardstock was better. Maybe if it's like does really well and people are like, hey, the cardstock, maybe they'll do what they did for Antique Anatomy and kind of make it better. So Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was an issue I had with the Antique Anatomy very vocal about how shitty that cardstock was mm-hmm. sorry beautiful for... cards beautiful. that's what pissed me off about it is that the artwork is just stunning chef's kiss in every way mm-hmm. and they just really reduce the quality of something that foundationally was perfect <laughs> yeah it really is it's probably just on the publishers you know they don't make cards mm-hmm. yeah you know for themselves so they don't really understand yeah, how important yeah, cardstock is <laughs> but anyways who you loving i so this is 
like a Christmassy theme. I figured I'd go, I'd bounce off of what I knew Maria was going to talk about today, which was Christmas. <laughs> um, listen, I know my wife. <laughs> um, this company, this creator is called White Christmas Wreaths. Um, so cute. Oh my God, I'm dying. a company and also as their social media handles, mm-hmm. they, listen, if you know anything about me, you know that I am a slut for vintage, like kitsch. It's mm-hmm. my favorite. It's my favorite genre of anything. I'm a mid-century modern whore. I love it. Um, and they make Christmas wreaths that are like maximalist, vintage kitsch. And it is incredible um, in every way. I probably am going to buy one for Jessica, actually, because <laughs> um, I think she would love it. They they have one that I really, really like that's just... Um, light bulbs like the Mm -hmm. vintage bulbs and i'm like yeah yeah i want that um i like the rudolph one from the claymation oh my god yes they have like a vintage santa one too did you see that one i did it was posted like a week ago yeah i'm just obsessed and the thing is is that i know that these things are not always accessible to people for financial reasons or even just them being sold out but I feel like these wreaths would make a really good inspiration for doing something similar at home. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think they're really great. I love them a lot. And I feel like you could, if you wanted to take the time, go thrifting for similar style stuff and make your own version of this um, via inspiration. So I love it. I think it's great. And I feel like you could take this same concept. I know we've talked about wreaths before in the past, like for magical uses, Mm -hmm. I feel like you could take this same sort of thing inspiration wise and make something that was like had intention into it. Oh my gosh. Um, imagine just a bunch of random antiques all over a reef. Oh, cool. Wouldn't that be incredible? Like a cool little broken pocket watch. Or like imagine if you like found a bunch of antique bells. Like oh and did like a whole bell like wreath for your front door. Oh, for you could do one with like a pocket watch and you can be like it represents yes. kind of like slow down time or to bring in the new year. Yes. So I just I don't know. Like I know that obviously this is very short, you know, limited time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they are selling out so freaking quick that you probably can't get your hands on one. But I do think it would make a really good like I said, inspiration for doing something similar at home. I I really think they're great. They're so cute. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope that you will join us again on Friday, December 16th for our coffee talk, which features my best friend from Australia, (laughs) or on December 23rd for our 24th and final episode of season three, where where we will be joined by Temperance Alden for our Yule drinking game. You can keep an eye out on our Instagrams, Twitter, or you can just head straight to coffeeandcauldrons.com for more information. And don't forget to join us on patreon november 17th for our class with claire goodchild of black in the moon's class on seances for the library tearing up if you miss it it will be available recorded um a couple days after the class is done 
So additionally, our Patreon Magical Beginnings offers our special 25-minute part two episode, a huge library of articles about witchcraft, a Discord community full of fun events and discussions. Like we even have a Leo um, waning moon next week. Mm -hmm. So if you still have time to join and join us, so just something to consider. (laughs) And a huge library of articles about witchcraft, a Discord community full of fun events. There, I just re- I just repeated myself. Yes, I did. Okay, we're just going to imagine I didn't do that. And we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with Robin and myself. I just need to re-alliterate everything I previously said. You're That's welcome. All. Yeah. As always, thank you to our Patreon members. Without you, this is not possible, the whole Patreon. And if you are loving our sexy, sensual, and just rock star voices that repeat themselves (laughs) ten times, (laughs) take a moment to review us on whatever streaming service that you are tuning in from, such as Apple Podcast or Spotify. We love reading your your reviews, and we appreciate seeing five-star reviews as it helps us be seen by others. So thank you to everybody who has already done it, and everyone who will do it in the future so again this is coffee and cauldrons with robin from at a tired witch on instagram and i'm maria from at maria the arcane on instagram are you, you ready? ready yeah <laughs> one, one.